What's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Off The Top Podcast. I am your host, Michael Jordan. No, I don't play basketball. Again, here I am with a guest. It's, it's not... It's weird for me to have guests this often. Literally too, but still weird nonetheless. But we must go forward. We must evolve. We must adapt. We must bring engaging content because that is what content creators do so without further ado i will let my guests introduce themselves because who better to tell you about them than themselves what's going on uh, first off intro was buyers uh hey guys what's going on um, my name is sivers the third i am a Rapper, singer, songwriter from Barbados. Uh, and I'm glad to be here. Just here to chat. Cut it up. Uh, we ain't cutting nothing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's like a terminology, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm messing with you. Killing me, killing me. I got you. I got you. Right. Just yeah, watch it. You know what I mean? You gotta cover your bases. <laughs> well, you know, plausible deniability, you know? I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not an accessory. I got you, I got you. So, mm-hmm. why, why Sivers the third? Is that like, are you the third Sivers or is that just like a. You're the first person to ever get that on your first goal, bro. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah, um, my last name is Sivers and I am the third child of my family. Um, so that is legit way I call myself that. Uh, before that, I used to go by Kevin Diaz, which again was like my middle name and my first and last initials. And that was also during an era where every rapper was naming themselves like common names, you know, like Kendrick Lamar. Okay, like uh, just a name. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so why'd yeah, you change it? I said when the just felt, felt more natural, man. Um, I felt like I was being more personal in my music before I felt like I was kind of learning what I wanted to rap about, sing about rap on talk like musically um and okay. that style kind of changed as i got older obviously and became more mature when did and you start really, um i was rapping i would say 13 was when i really started and i would say i took it seriously like just after i finished university so that would be like around 21 so like four years ago i've been consistently trying to make this work um, I used to write in a writing camp called Kraos Entertainment, which was pretty much the same writing camp that Covered Drive belonged to. And I got to meet a lot of dope people, kind of learned a little bit about the industry. So that's, that's where I really got my, my uh, official start during my teenage years, I would say. Hmm. So, so rapping has always been something you wanted to do. Yeah, um, um, I've always been interested in music, full stop. I wasn't so sure on the rapping side. I was more into writing good songs. Um, and then hip-hop has always been something I followed. And I just always wanted to add, like, a story to the pop. I feel like a lot of rappers from here previously, uh, some of these stories that they were trying to convey weren't exactly authentic enough. And I wanted to kind of like create that own discography of myself. Like, what is it like living in Barbados? You know what I mean? Like, what are the struggles that I go through? And, and on that other level, like, 
no matter where you live in the world, there's just common shit that always happens, you know? Uh, girls, dating, um, you know, loss, failure, success, depression, etc., etc. Okay, so uh, what makes you different? What makes me different from everybody else is that uh, I think I sound like myself. I think that my, my musical style is definitely, I have my own voice, I have my own flowing patterns. I don't necessarily sound quote-unquote Beijing, but I don't necessarily quote-unquote sound American. Uh, and I, I don't try to claim anything. I just try to be myself. Hmm. So I obviously I listened to the album, which, mind you, oh. is probably the first Barbados quote-unquote album that I've ever listened to. <laughs> because... Yeah, I didn't the, before. Majority yeah, of the times yeah. it's like maybe four songs, maybe five, and they they never come out together as like one here, one day. Yeah, consistency, man. Um, me and my my manager talked a lot about that, like the point of being consistent with the content that you put out. Right. Um, I would say the only other two projects that I have listened to top to bottom, uh, well, three is uh, a rapper here called Barry G. He had a mixtape called Bars of Life. Uh, more recently, Tess. Um, he has a project called Get Up Good. And before that would be an uh, artist named Blow Smalls. He had a project called Fish Scale that I liked a lot. But aside from that, like, you don't really see a lot of uh, Barbadians. Uh, another artist, you know, I keep doing this, but uh, Shay Baskin. He had a project called Naomi that recently came out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's music in Barbados has been changing. It wasn't really the thing. Or most of the time, it's like money ways to like the cost of getting a song mixed and mastered. So this half the artist, half the the drive, you know. Fair, fair enough. I don't know. I obviously. Yeah, you see, that I have different opinions on that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I don't know half these people. I know like yeah, I know fair. one person. Fair, fair, fair. And I listened to his like older stuff, and I was like, ah, well. This uh, it doesn't really appeal to me. No, no, not to him. It just it just didn't appeal to me. Um, oh, got you, got But so again, you, I did listen you to yours, it? and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the, the. I hate. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say vibe. <laughs> I don't want to say it because I'm. I because it's still a typical response. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate. I hate vibe. Uh. Vibe annoys oh, me so much. It's such a blanket term for everything. These oh yeah, you got I you know I speak in vibes. What the hell does yeah. that mean? I get you. I like Wait. the sound. I like the flow. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's it's actually good. And again, no, there's no knock to, to anybody else that produces music or whatever in Barbados. It's just that I I'm not a soca man. I'm not a a, a, a you know whatever whatever it is that they make these days that they play on radio and I don't understand. Yeah, me, I, me neither. I, so I, I, I agree. Those yeah, aren't my genres. My genres are R&B, rap, and then some other weird ones down the line. But it, these these ones aren't for me personally. They're not for me. And the rap that I have heard, I was just like, ah, so okay. So you want to be American. I get it. I can see why you would. But that's not for me either. You know? Yeah. All right, what do, what do you love about music? Uh, I think it's a a space for me to be. It's almost like a a trippy experience, man. I know a lot of artists couple and say that, oh, this is my therapy. I put my 
my pain and my my heart is it but it really is a therapeutic uh setting where it's like you you are yourself but at the same time you're writing storylines for this person that is severely third um so all a lot of times sometimes i'd be writing songs and it'd be like past conversations or like traumatic experiences and i just use the songs as a as like a vacuum to kind of get them out like so i I got a song on the project called paranoid that was just literally a conversation between me and a girl i was talking to dating at the time and you know she would she was saying like oh well you know she was into modeling and she's all about having a lot of kids so you can't be messing up my figure blah 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 <laughs> no real thing dude, like, real spit so <laughs> and then the second verse was kind of like um my response to who i think she is you know what i mean like going she out said, with your nah, friend ain't no babies in this stomach <laughs> exactly she was like oh, i got a certain look and you ain't fucking up my modeling career to wow. prove your viscosity, oh, viscosity, that's the word. Yeah, to prove your manhood or whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, viscosity is on her end. Uh, manhood would be yeah, on ours. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it was like, um... That's wild. It, it was, it, like, I just use conversations I have with people and throughout time, and I just kind of use my music as a vacuum to kind of rationalize, like, okay, so why would she say that? Like, what's going on with her? You know what I mean? Not what? that I'm <laughs> using my accent material, but... I mean, you <laughs> quite literally did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no one knows who, who the person is. Though, but that's what... Did you did you clear with her first, we though? We all good. We all good. Did she clear with her? No, I did not. Because it's my experience, and I hear the talk. You know what I mean? So, uh, so basically... No one, no one knows who that person is. I'm more talking about her, because... You know how... Uh, ladies, don't, don't, don't attack me for this, but... Y'all, nothing like a woman scorned. <laughs> so, oh boy, <laughs> nah, she be good. I'm, I'm still very good friends with that person to this day. Okay, um, so you, you probably should have yeah. cleared it first. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I probably should, but she doesn't listen to my music like that. So, oh, well, that I'm sucks. Gucci. I'm Gucci. <laughs> that would have made for an interesting conversation. Was like, what was her response? Did she get on the beat too? And just, was... you know what. <laughs> You tell me that I, I will do that. I'll let her hear the song and then I'll write a song about her response. Paranoid Part 2 brought to you by Michael Jordan. I got you, bro. I was just saying, you know, uh, managerial fees are 20%. So, <laughs> actually, the industry standard is 10%, but I got you. Uh, uh, no, no, not on this platform. <laughs> we, we, we go for a staunch 20% here. All right. Oh, shit, that's the baseline. Yeah. Bare minimum, you know. It... Yeah, but I just use music as kind of like a vacuum to kind of deal with a lot of problems, a lot of issues, a lot of things that have happened to me, and just try to verbalize the madness. Because I feel like a lot of times, especially as men, we don't really like deal with emotional like problems. We just be like, "My good man, I'm strong." I mean, I keep moving, you know, keep moving on, keep chugging on, and then one day you ain't you ain't your fat, waiting for milk shit, and you broke down, and you don't even know what to do. It this sounds there? like you were waiting for a milkshake and you brought it down. Nah, I just that was the first random thing that came to my head. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded pretty authentic, so I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> nah, nah, we good, we good, we good. I know, but I get you though. I have been out and just randomly got angry for no reason. Say, so oh wait, hold on, what? Mm, exactly. And it comes from nowhere, bro. Sometimes you would assent or like something you saw or something you were looking at would just trigger you, and you'd be like, why? Well, definitely smells. 
definitely yeah, smells. That's because of this and this and that and that. And I was like, okay. I definitely smelled perfume that an ex used to wear. And I was just mm-hmm. like, ugh. <laughs> it smells <laughs> great, but it's like, ugh. Hope it was good perfume. No, it, it smells great. Perfume. It's yeah, just that yeah. the, sm- the smell is attached to her. So yeah. now I'm, I'm like, can you leave, please? Yeah. Like, Bro, you're back to the time. Yeah, I, I don't need this. <laughs> All right, so obviously in music, right, mm-hmm. it's it's easy for everybody to kind of sound the same, because Very obviously so. you want to appeal to the masses. You want that little bit of mind share as well. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how did you develop your own personal style? How um, did you fight it... against the? Sorry, we're cutting you off. How did you fight no, against no, the? The overwhelmingly easy path of just making what everybody else makes to make money. Okay. Uh, no, that that's two part. I'm gonna change my answer just a little bit. <laughs> I'll funny. say that at first I started off imitating a lot. Um, it would just be like my musical influences, which would have been like like Biggie Smalls, which would have been a, a notorious Beji. Uh, Tupac. Uh, I would say Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Kate Cuddy. Like those were what I was really listening to in the beginning stages. Stages. So you would hear a lot of my my bars and my topics, music that has never been released, <laughs> never will be released. Uh, that that I was writing that kind of like imitated those styles, and then I kind of had to like come to the realization that I am not a gangbanger or a gangster and. I do not live in LA or Compton or I'm not from New York City. So then after that, I was just like, okay, well, now that all my good content is gone, what am I going to talk about now? And I just slowly over time, uh, I, I think even now you could still hear like the influences that I do have, which is like, you know, the Kendricks, the, the J. Coles, the, um, the Isaiah Rashads, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, wow. But Isaiah Rashad, boy, you, you, yeah. Oof. Oof. Top top lyricist. That's all my that's all my guys. I, I like that. I like the way he he creates music. Um, yeah. So I I would say that after a while I got more comfortable because I wasn't really even into like being this personal on music until like I would say later in my career, like nineteen twenty. Uh, early on, it was very very shallow, very surface level, and it wouldn't connect. I think Bridgestone was really the the breakthrough song that really changed the way it wrote songs right. because everybody seemed to just gravitate to that song because even though it's a re-release because I had originally put out Bridgestone like four or five years ago right? but obviously I did not understand marketing or having videos or none of that nor did I have the budget for any of that shit because I was at school and uh, student loans is a thing you know what I mean so I don't know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> no I don't <laughs> Nah, never. And then um after that, uh, like four years later, I put it back on when it had a team together and people to do video, people do some uh, record label, which is Red Owl Records that we building, and it, it did well. It did way better than I expected it to go. I got nominated for the Gainon Awards Hip Hop Artist and Song of the Year. So and even before that, I knew that song was just like an amazing song, but. It kind of changed the way it wrote because it was, it was authentic. I was talking about living in Barbados. I was talking about Barbadian experiences. 
and even the darker side of things, you know, like corrupt politicians and, you know, it's not all sugar and sun and sun and beaches here. Sunshine and rainbows, man. And that's what they market Barbados. Like, it's just, oh, come to Barbados. There's nothing going on here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to get into that. (laughs) Yeah, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, man. Um, The second part to your question is, you asked me how I started, and then now, how uh, did you sorry. develop your 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 own style, and then how did you fight against the the EV the ah words? How did you fight against the easy path forward? Um. Well, the easy part is uh, I tried writing solo songs. I did write one, and I, I was I was paid significantly well for it, and it felt terrible. I felt like a sell my soul, and I was like, ah, oh, we're not doing that again. Yeah, and, but... I, and I was so glad that I did that at a very young age. Um, it wasn't anything that would ever come out. It was just I was just probably fifteen, sixteen. I was strapped for cash, and I was given the opportunity, so I wrote it. You know what I mean? Um, but your bank account just... wasn't upset though. <laughs> no, no, it was not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I decided to shift focus because I understand that Barbados is predominantly a soca based industry. But at the same time, there, there Only are on the other surface. artists. Yeah, exactly. There are other artists out there that do exist that are doing alternative genres and being successful. But there's a lot of problems in the local music industry too. So my my parade now is a two fight battle. I want to build my career and still try to rectify some of those problems out here. That. But some reason, bro, I I just felt fake, bro. I I would not do soca or. I would probably do R&B or reggae, but nah, I just not, it wasn't for me. That's a great segue because one of my questions here on my list of questions is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot. This is all new, all very new. Um, <laughs> about the industry, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. somebody on the outside, such as myself, would not know the inner works of said industry. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for somebody that doesn't know, explain a little uh, bit about how you traverse said industry. Because you said there's issues. Uh, if you can, I would like yeah, to know what yeah, some of these yeah. issues are, and then how do you mm-hmm. go about traversing them? I would say, first off, there's a lot of on the soca side of things, which I'm not personally a part of, but just from seeing and knowing friends that are in the industry, there's a lot of politics about, like, you know, who who wins what, who writes this song, for what competition, where they write said song, how it's composed. So I won't really go a lot into that because that's not my field of expertise. But what I will say from my side, just being a non, I'm guessing non, non-national, because <laughs> like the national genre, being, a, being in a non-national genre, I would say some of the problems are infrastructure for sure. So like there's no business in the sense that like okay for soca artists there's it there's a price this is how much you get paid for performing this is this is the next level you could go to these are the different tiers you know you got the little ricks you got the hyper songs and then below that you know you got the, the newer acts like the moles and etc and then you know there's there's like a clear cut out path that you can follow you know what i mean djs will spin your song and we drink rock over time Therefore, you use the outside season to record your music. Like, there is there's a blueprint to some extent. For, like, hip-hop, 
where do you start? You know, who do you go to? Who's a, who is a big hip hop artist from here that you have access to? You know what I mean? None. Um. Yeah. No. What were you gonna say? None. No, I said none. <laughs> yeah. You know who's a big who who is a big hip hop artist from here that you have access to? Who is a big non traditionalist artist? You know that or you have DJ. access to? Like, yeah, or DJ. Like you don't have access to Rihanna. You don't have access to Chantel. You don't have access to to um Eddie Grant like that. You know what I mean? So how do you where where do you go? Um. The, uh, the other thing is that a lot of promoters, uh, I feel like I always talk about promoters in my life. They can feel like I come in to like, demonize them or hang them out. Listen, if you need to them. hold them accountable for the things that they do, hold them accountable. Because yeah, so obviously, if you're just out here trying to make money as opposed yeah. to, to being for the craft and you're on the side of the craft, we'll say, hey... <laughs> Fucking up the craft. <laughs> yeah, so on the other side, of it, there are a lot of promoters out here that will, you know, tell hip-hop artists, oh, you know, uh, perform for experience. You know, I, I realize that you, you grow in and you need to come here and, you know, like, I got this venue and the stage and blah, blah, blah. Now you're going to pay me. Uh, um, because of that, I was like, well, well fuck, experience, bro. I'm going to start doing my own shows. And I did for, for a period of time. It was, I did, like, four hip-hop shows at the pool of Barbados formerly known as Reggae Lounge, and yeah, we were doing that for a while, but uh, obviously, we, I stopped for, for different reasons, which I <laughs> will not go into, but uh, yeah, I I just always found a problem with the infrastructure, the industry, uh, there there was also a problem in quality with like, people's mix and masters, there was also a quality of how the song song versus everything else, so I was heavily invested in trying to solve these problems. While still trying to, uh, to your question, how I navigated, I just watched a lot of interviews of like artists that went through that same struggle with their own local place. Uh, a lot of them found the solution of moving to to a bigger city. <laughs> um, so that's not a solution then. Is is well, yeah, that's the thing. Man. I guess some people would say that they ran away from the problems, but sometimes it's it's be very hard to cultivate something new city, especially when you feel like no one cares about it. But I do have a contrary belief to that. I feel like Beijing's do care about hip hop. The question is, do they care about local hip hop artists? Other question is, do they care about local hip hop artists' music? And then the flip side to that question will also be, is the music that the artists creating relating correlating with the people? Does it resonate with the people? Well, and we already live in an era where people attention spans are so small. There's a lot of things you gotta combat, um, but if you get focused on everything that could go wrong, you would never make. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: it's not that that um, the the music necessarily has to to correlate with with the uh the people listening, because uh, as you would know, the only time soca plays is during soca time, for the most part, and then outside of that, it's either American. Or is reg or is Jamaican, and, and that's just being real, you know. It or trainee, or 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 trainee, you know. Mind you, I don't I don't particularly listen to any like I don't really listen to Jamaican music. It's just not. It's I don't know. I, I used to, you know, back in the uh, uh, drop leaf rhythm days and all those oh, kind of things, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, when I used to frequent the strip clubs, I would listen to the slacker side. But outside of that, it's like, I don't really want to hear this every day. <laughs> like, 
but I'm weird, right? So my my all time favorite rapper is is Joe Budden, right? So okay, and people will be like, "What? That doesn't make sense. What? That doesn't make sense." But you know, I just prefer the the honesty in the music, right? And mm-hmm. I can't relate to anything that he's saying because I ain't never done drugs like that, so yeah. I can't relate. <laughs> but <laughs> hearing his story. And how how honest he has been throughout the years. I'm like, I I can I can deal with this. Not to say that everybody else is telling lies or anything. It's just that it that resonated with me, so I listened to it. So I I think it's more of a case where less of like, am I going through this or or the uh, let me see the effect that it has on me when I listen. Because whenever I listen to Joe, like when I'm done listening, I feel like a real nigga. <laughs> Like, take over the world. Like I feel, I don't know. I don't know what it. It just feels like I'm a real nigga. I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. It just when I finish listening to a Joe Budden album, I just be like, you know what? I, you know, I'm that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's that's your go-to artist. I get you. I get you. Uh, I would say go-to, but he he is. I will never not have him on a playlist of of mm. of rap music, of course. So, so you're saying that the infrastructure in for music in Barbados is severely lacking. Is all right. So you know the whole in the states is a clear like music industry, yeah. right? As somebody trying to traverse the realm, do, would you say that we have something so clear and pronounced as well, or is it just a bunch of guys in a room and then who know each other that know each other doing music? Oh. Bro, when you put it like that, bro, uh, it could be a little bit of both. I think there, there is definitely no, no traverse. There is no, there's no levels. There is no levels to this, this shit in Barbados. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in my opinion, um, there are a few that stand a cut above from the rest, but in the, at the same time, all of us kind of in the same position because of the problems that exist. Uh, it is a very technical industry because again, the genre is um. I won't say small, but it is it is saturated. But a lot of people that do rap kind of know each other, right? Um, I will say that unlike America, there's there's no like, you know what I mean? Like when you get a popping song, there there's no genius to review it, or there is no um Joe Budding podcast to go on, or there is no um you know rap caviar to talk to. Uh, uh, there is there is no real way to promote your music in a in a vacuum or a schedule All most right. of the time djs here won't probably even play your stuff unless you have like a, a personal relationship with them or like a working relationship with them um so yeah there 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 are ways to traverse the industry but there is no set you kind of gotta create your own model so I have my own model. No. basically what he's saying guys to anybody that does music and is listening uh, off the top podcast, off the top media, Mike off the top. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'll talk to you. Like, small see, plug, small plug. because it's not small. It's, it's, it, <laughs> I won't even say it's a plug because the way I look at it, right? I, uh-huh. this podcast is essentially a journey. Mm-hmm. All right. So I started to, to record in a time where there was, the most turmoil that I have felt in a very long time. Mm. So 
what I do is that I share the things that help me traverse my life. Yeah. But a part of life is business, arts, crafts, uh, jobs, careers. So if I can talk to anybody that could probably give somebody else that's listening uh, an insight or a path or something that helps for them to get where they want to go, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because mindset is nothing without action, right? So if you have a bunch of mindsets, but you don't have like an actionable plan, it's just a bunch of knowledge that, that you in turn feel bad about because now you have this knowledge and you're not getting anything done. Yeah. So by yeah. speaking to people in industries and getting you know insights, maybe they can come up with an actionable plan. And I think there's value in that. Yeah, sure. So, I would say for myself, um, building a team was really the foundation of like, now I have a definite trajectory of where I want to go. Uh, I would say uh, it took me a couple of years to get there, probably longer than it should have. But now I, I kind of know that, like, you know, everything in this course. Roll, yeah. How a rollout process works. You have a distributor now for a record label. It's hey. worked with the, or- the Orchard, which is like a Sony music, music group imprint. Um, and that label that gave us that distribution deal, that's a local label. Uh, called CRS and like there, there, there's a lot of more people that are coming into my space who who are veterans in the industry and I, I can kind of pick their brains on, on where to go next but I do have my path. My path is just work on building a solid catalog of music so albums mixtapes, EPs and Shows. just kind of grinding it out. I mean, you know, I think that's the other thing. A lot of artists are failed and it's not just a Barbadian thing but they're afraid to fail. So, you know, they would have a song and they would sit on that song for so long and they would drop that song and then they would promote that song for like two weeks. And then that's it. You know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, I got a hundred people ain't really fucking with it. So I just stop pushing it. You know what I mean? But um, it's a process. Artists in America, Australia, Canada, they work their songs at least a month, at least two months, sometimes years before it breaks through. You know what I mean? Um, that uh, Fetty Wap. I don't know if you're familiar with him. That had the Trap Queen, Trap Queen song. Uh, he worked that song for four years before it blew up. You know what I mean? So it's all about: Do you have the song that you have a song that you believe in? Do you have a project that you believe in? That's why I feel like Thirty in Theory is that project for me. Like I'm doing the good work, going out there, talking to people, reaching out to platforms, uh, making videos. You know, doing collaborations. Some collaborations that I really excited I got coming up too. Um. And just having this conversation with you and just looking for other people who are in Barbados, who, who are in creative industry, the entertainment industry, because to some level, what we do is for entertainment. Um, yeah, and, and just building that, kind of note that like foundation. So like, oh, well, all right, I see that series doing videos and you playing on an album, you did singles and you did this and, oh, when things open back up, he's going to do a show and, you know, like they're, they're making, do a show with other artists too collab, make money, split the money. Why go to a promoter who's going to pay you like $100, $1,000 and you could, you know, save up, take the money, throw your own show and split the profits 50-50, 30-30, uh, whatever it is, you know? So, yeah. I hear you. Well, you know, I, I kind of feel the same because obviously I am, I do everything myself, right? Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then obviously I see other, other podcasts popping up and they're all basically on one network. 
Um, yeah, yeah, and and that's fine. I mean, if that's the path that you want to take, that's one hundred percent okay. It's just that for me, and obviously, there's no podcast industry here at all. Yeah, yeah, and it is going to be a tough task to get people to be into podcasts, especially podcasters from Barbados, because you know you got all the bigger ones from everywhere else. But I think the key to this and going forward would be uniqueness, right? Yeah, and sure. having your own brand and style of doing things. And for me, I am the name is quite literally how I do things. It is off the top of my head, quite literally. <laughs> and <laughs> and for when I produce these things, it is you can feel how genuine I am when I say these things. No one can censor me here. <laughs> like any issues I yeah. deal with. So for these other guys who who do what they do and that's fine. It just when you all bunched up under under one umbrella and you're not having like a clear and I mean is the content good though like I mean I guess we as cre- we as we as creatives we always don't want like say nothing bad about another creative's work. Well, I guess let me let me say that in like the music industry for rap. Like nobody don't want to say nothing bad about other rappers. Okay? Well that's not true. <laughs> that's that's where the distract comes in. <laughs> I mean I mean lo- locally that's that's pretty much the case. Like someone would you not know, mess with something and they 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 double tap it. They share, right? You know what I mean. And that's why, like, if you see me share something on social media, I'm genuinely interested. Well, Beijing's a passive aggressive, so yeah, you know, they're not I mean? actually so aggressive. I, I feel like that's that's kind of like a, a detriment to us, though. Like, if you have a lot of, sometimes I would hear music, and it's not just like Barbadian, but this is just in general. I would hear hip hop songs, and I'd be like, bro, like, nobody in the room. <laughs> Nobody in your room, 97 homies that you roll with, ain't tell you, bro, like, this is not what it. What the fuck you know is me? this? Even, even a bigger artist, like, I'm just like, bro, you did your label let you put out. Like, they they literally sat I heard and I was like, yeah, no, that fire. Let me go with this shit. That's you know how I feel me? about me... all music these days. <laughs> shit. Oh, wow. You're killing them. It's like, I'm, wait, what? Is, what? What are you talking about? Uh, no, nah, I can't. No, <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm just you know, uh, uh a nerd yo, yo, for yo, lyrics. Go ahead, bro. Yo, hey, go ahead, bro. That's, maybe that's I'm just a nerd you. for lyrics. I like lyrics. I like that when I listen to it, I gotta rewind and say, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What the fuck was that? What? <laughs> nah, the man one talk about popping perk and using Travis Scott. I don't. Okay, I don't. I don't need that. You keep that. I don't. All right. I let the the. The other people listen to that. That's fine. Do what you're doing. All the kudos to you. But for me, it's all right. I'll do a felt. And I don't know. I I prefer to have my own branding. Have my own lane. And I will let people. I, I listen to constructive criticism. You know, I, I honestly do. But, <laughs> but I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't. There has to I be think, a lane. There has to be a know, lane. Yeah, and somebody has to I, do it. I, I, I will say that in Barbados now, like the artists that that exist, the crop of the crop of artists that it, we have now, there is so much diversity, bro. Like there really is. Like there are so many people. There are people that are doing like, I would say what I'm trying to do, which is as I was told, like I'm trying to be a lyrical, miracle, spiritual rapper. I don't know what that means, but I guess they. they it means that your I mean. music has actual <laughs> substance. 
<laughs> like I mean, actual it's... substance. I listen. I sorry to cut you off. I'm gonna go off for a second. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen to me, right? I I try to I try to be a part of the things that go on in Barbados. I honestly try to be, and maybe I'm a prune, maybe I'm an old head that just miserable. But like a lot of them, a lot of the things is just fuckery. Like it's oh, it's shit. just fuckery. It's just like you know what? I could just say something when I turn on the mic. <laughs> I just, and I tell you, don't do it. I'm not telling anybody, don't do anything. But as a person that built the way that I am built, I am more than okay to just excuse myself <laughs> from all of the stuff because I I like lyrics, especially when it comes to music. I like I don't just want to hear things in my ear. If I just want to hear things in my ear, I'd call somebody that's upset. <laughs> like, like, oh shit, that's crazy, bro. You well it. Why the style you saying though? I listen. I have like, and because I say these things doesn't mean that, you know, I am intentionally trying to be an asshole or whatever. Because I can be if I wanted to, but what I'm saying is that, how does it help? How does it help us? Us being independent people, us being new creatives, us being Barbados. How does it help us? step outside of 14 by 22 i think what happens is that people see the artists blow up but they don't understand that they have a, a machine behind them doing certain things because like okay for example let me let's talk about the new sound of hip-hop like the whole the whole drill pop smoke uk that that kind of style well they all sound the same so <laughs> right yeah, they all sound the same, but they all have a machine behind them that makes sure and ensures their success to a certain level. There are sections to the rule, yeah, but my whole point is there are 1,000, 10,000, 20,000 rappers in New York doing the exact same thing the bigger artists are doing, pushing the exact same content, probably with better videos, probably with better connections. What makes you think that you and Barbados kind of like, following the same wave that the bigger artists are doing will stand out among your peers. Because to me, when I rap, I'm not competing with Queen Barbados. I'm competing with everyone in the world. My competition is Kendrick Lamar, Drake, uh, uh, whoever, whatever, whoever rapper that has ever turned on microphone and record, I am competing with them. And it's already a saturated market. How do you stand out? Are you giving genuine stories? Are you rapping over good production? Are you making connections with people? Are you talking to your fans? Are you building a foundation? Are you making connections? Are you trying to network? Are you looking for the people that are actually in the music industry outside of Barbados and building connections with them? Are you are you doing this every day? And there are artists that are out there doing that. But the majority is, you know, I would get uh, people asking me like, "Oh, how do I do this? How do I do that?" But it, there's really no blueprint to this. No matter where you live, music, the music industry. I think you could read a million b- books on it. I think um, you were missing what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. What? I, I do respect that. There's no blueprint to no, anything. No, no, hold it. Oh, um, well, what was your, what was the point you were trying to get across? The point I was trying to get across about about the the type of music that I hear. It mm-hmm. is one hundred percent specific it is Ah, when you listen to it it is a hundred percent for this 
demographic of people on this island. And that's great. That's great, right? But how does that help us, us Barbados, us, you, us, them? How does that help us reach beyond 14 by 22? Because it's great to, to assume... Um, some people don't. Some people don't want to. They want I mean, that. They won't be able to go to the party and the girls recognize who they are. They won't be able to go on radio stations and talk to the same DJ every year for the for the next twenty years. That's and wild. They won't compete for the same amount of praise money, winning and probably not win. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, nah, real thing that some people just comfortable doing that, bro. And you gotta let them. You can't, you, I mean, I, me, you, no one can stop me from doing that. No, no, of course not. Yeah, nothing's wrong with it. I mean, fundamentally, like, to the point you were saying, yeah, it's wrong because there's no growth. growth, And then you will get people from, like, NCF and whoever that's in the art field be like, oh, we support artists and we love artists, you know what I mean? But my my thing is, if you love them so much, if Kropova is generate over $50 million every year, why are some of these artists out here struggling, bro? Why is there no infrastructure? <laughs> Why they all got NCF for COVID relief grants? Why they don't want money in their bank account? But that's you what I mean. But but that that is the issue that I'm trying to highlight. If there are yeah. people who continuously do what you just described, what happens is, is that it builds a wall. It it builds a a particular path of mediocrity that cages everybody that try. Well, not everybody, but most people that try to do the same craft because this is is what oh well say all right say Sivers the third comes along and he wants to take a completely different path to the guy that does the exact same thing every year because that guy his budget is this Sivers the third budget is this because Sivers the third is trying to do something else everybody that you go to is going to raise an eyebrow and be like eh, i don't know this guy Ah, this guy he doesn't he doesn't need that much money he doesn't need that much promotion he doesn't need that much freedom he doesn't need that much creativity right because especially in Barbados think about it this way right let me let me give you an example do you think the majority of the places that now have online um, access to people would have done that without COVID fuck no Absolutely not. We would have been doing the exact same thing for the next 15 years if something like COVID did not happen. So what the point I'm trying to to, to make is that if we all, if I say we because I'm also in content creation, if we all decide to do things the exact same way or follow the exact same path, it is going to make it harder for people who want to go in a different direction or try something new to do so. Because look at it, right? The same thing you said at the beginning of the podcast. If you want to get your music out in Barbados, so to speak, you're going to have to either know a DJ or this, this, and next and third, but you have to know somebody that knows somebody and, and maybe they might feel like playing a piece of your track in their set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So how does that help the, the industry grow? I mean, the simple answer to that is that it doesn't. Um, and the rebuttal they will give you is, oh, but that is like everywhere. That is like that everywhere else in the world. And I, and I will argue the different, like, yeah, 
because but because of streaming and the internet that there is no longer there are gatekeepers no because that's playlisted and that's a whole different con like conversation like what's going on with these spotify playlists and uh, apple and all that jazz but the, the real answer is there is there it doesn't bro it doesn't help us and that's why i'm literally making it a part of my movement and my interviews and my talk points to be like yo like you're gonna have to be like i am not going to perform on this stage unless you pay me a thousand dollars i am not going to give you my verse unless you pay me x amount of money i'm not going to give you this content for free if you want come buy a concert ticket you know what i mean if you want to participate, buy my album on iTunes. But I feel like a lot of artists feel like you have to, like, my my, my uh, engineer, Mixie, Mad Mixie, shout out to him. He on my, he's on the record, he's part of the Red L Records team too, right? There was one thing he told me that really just changed my mind forever, and that's because he's been doing production and music in Barbados for a while. He produces for Brutal Crank Star, uh, a lot of, a, a wealth of dancehall artists, right? He was just like, the problem with artists is that they believe that they have to work themselves to a position to ask for pay for services. The reality is, you should be asking for pay from the beginning. No, it's your craft. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's a small price, it's still a starting point to scale. You know what I mean? And I had to change my mentality and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Well, I thought that I had to get like this big song first and then I could do this and do that. He's like, no, like, but but no. how are you gonna survive? How are you gonna eat? Because what happens you is your bills? what happens then is that's that what, sorry, go ahead. That's why artists will then have to have day jobs and then do their music on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, what that's happens crazy. is is that when you start giving your things away for free, people then expect not to pay. Yeah. You understand? So you you basically condition people that well, you know, I didn't pay last time, so why would I pay this time? Or I can just mm-hmm. go find somebody else that I don't have to pay, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, we all get caught up in it. You know, I it's fine, <laughs> but if it is your craft and you believe in your craft, name your price. Okay, and he can only tell you no, bro. He always tells me, he's like, "Yo, the worst thing can tell you is no." And guess what? You just go. I find somebody that tells you yeah, and then you keep pushing. You know what I mean? Um, and that's that's just been like the mentality that I've been adopting. Is, this is not saying I wouldn't do like a collab with someone if like the fund or the budget wasn't involved. But I'm just saying that there should still be a standard in your head. There is no way that you should be like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm, I have to think yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. You have your price always there in the front of your head. You know what I mean? Or or if you don't, and this is another thing. Like for artists, I always say. If you don't want to have that conversation, bro, just get a manager. Let your manager talk to them. Because you manager not approaching it like, oh, this art, and I, and they love it. You manager approaching it. No, nah, like, we oh, here to make money. <laughs> I gain 10, 15, 20% off of whatever this is. So if this is a friendly conversation, we could do that. But it ain't going to be about my artist performing nowhere. Or doing <laughs> hey, we here to make money. So either you spend money or, or you don't spend money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, I think we just got to keep we just we just gotta keep building, bro. We just gotta keep us as artists personally. Like we're in an era where the industry now has to be built, so we can set a lot of the rules and standards for things. And as long as we stop taking things from people, like this, like stop taking free money and and the easy way out, and just kind of build things ourselves, 
And the beautiful thing about that is once you do that, nobody can't take nothing away from you. All right. There's no NCF that could come and say, oh, well, we give you that COVID relief fund. So I see you making $10,000 there. So, hmm, you filed for taxes this year? Or there's no one that could come and, like, pick and prod at your, your process. Just got many sacrifices. Okay. And that's like any business. So I'm not one for um, bringing up issues without at least proposing a couple solutions. So solutions, give me yeah. a few solutions that you believe would uh-huh. make a big headway into either changing or creating a stable industry. So but it'll be either changing or creating a stable industry. I think, okay, so I would say I, I think artists should come together and form teams. Get somebody to be your manager. Get somebody to be your producer. Get somebody to be uh, your artist. Um, you, your team can be diverse as possible as long as they're they're relevant to what you're trying to do. After you establish that, like find a place where you can record and get your tracks sound in a certain quality or way. It don't want to be amazing. It don't want to be little miracle spiritual. I mean, like look at what was going on with XX Tentacion. You know, rest in peace. Like his his production and mixings at the time were exactly a one. But the songs convey the point. You know what I mean? So if a DJ telling you, man, I can't play your song on the radio because of that mix, that's a light. Fuck that person. <laughs> He's telling you a light. The song, he just don't like the song and he don't want to tell you so. You know what I mean? Hey, yo, listen. The, um, the, the music that I heard on the, uh, the Stan Home Party, I was like, oh so, you can't, oh, so you can't play this on the radio, but you can play this on TV. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm telling you, bro. So these men tell me about some monster of fucking lanties. After you build your team, Figure out your, your price point. Even if it's a small price. Even if it starts at $50. You know what I mean? You got a price point. And then the way that I feel you should scale from there is build a discography. Like, there, there's every independent artist that has ever lived ever will always tell you your discography is your leverage. AKA, do the work. The work. Exactly. You know what I mean? If it's, even if you say, mine, an album artist, well, that's fine. Then got twenty singles ready to drop at every two weeks. Any every given month. moment, you should you somebody got, say, "Oh, what are you working on?" You should say, "Hey, I got all of this here." So talk to me. What you want? Exactly, exactly. I would say do the work. Have your build your discography. Once you have that discography, figure out a marketing strategy for it. Like for me, Bridgestone, the strategy was easy. I can just shoot a music video that in a in a place that just showcases authentic Barbadian culture, like which is like you know, you know. Funny weekend at a bar and drinking beers with these boys. That was essentially the concept of the video. Yep. That video got like 3.8k views on IGTV. You know what I mean? With anybody from like uh, Rihanna, Brother Gallus to Taff responding, commenting on it. Like, you know, like, so it's just like a matter of trying to figure out how to market that. The next step, how do you monetize it? Do you have it on streaming services? Are you a member of DistroKid? You know what I mean? Not everybody is like, fortunate enough for me, like me that would manage to come across someone that could give you a distribution deal with with um, the orchard you know what i mean through through the label that i met here at crs so do you have this do you have this kid like do you have tune core like russ um an artist overseas he used tune core uh, for a long time before he got a major record deal and he had like 10 albums before he got signed but guess what when he got signed and he did that 11th album the label got shares in the 11th but every album before that he owned the the unique catalog so guess what now he has millions of eyes on him they're gonna go back through those 10 albums and he's gonna make profit off of those streams that they can't touch do you have a discography do you have leverage 
And then I would say the other thing is try to trail shows. Like, if you don't think you're big enough to trail show by yourself, find artists that you're cool with and be like, yo, right, you got this little bit of following. I got this little bit of following. We can tell the promoter that we want to a fat here. We can we can get them a percentage of the door, or we can keep the door. And and when we grow big enough, we can want a percentage of the bar. And we can just we keep rocking. And so I guess can't do that. I guess don't be stingy then. Just share the wealth. Yeah, sometimes I mean like again, not so I don't want to keep digging on myself. Like my head is like, yo, this Bridgestone song is blowing up. I like people liking it, but there's gonna be a point because everyone has short attention spans. People are going to stop caring about this song. What do I do after that? I have an album coming up. I need to keep the interest. So I did remixes. I, I went to people that I was cool with. I was like, yo, I want to do a remix for this song. Yo, I want to come out and rap on it. And they were like, yeah. And that increased the shelf life for that song. You know what I mean? To this day, people, some people even like the remixes more than the original. And that's okay because at the end of the day, that's still more eyes on what you you as an artist are doing. Um, so I said, don't be afraid to throw shows and work with other people. Um, the other thing is link up with the other people that are doing content, like what are we doing now, like the podcast, find people that like I know podcasts, what you're doing, uh, off the top, you know, uh, my friend Aiden, she has uh, her own podcast too. I just try to link up Taekwon Neblet, another cool person, uh, YouTuber, like that's a good personal friend of mine. Just try to make connections with people. And these are people that a year ago, I did not know. I, like, I literally just reached out to you on Instagram. I was like, yo bro, I like what you're doing. Can we... You know what I mean? Like, do a session, collab, and do something. And, um, yeah, so I, I would say not get discouraged. And the other level is always market yourself to where your audience is. Um, yes, you would love to blow up in Barbados. And to some level, you still have to build a foundational audience here. So, like, people can say, all right, well, he has this foundation in Barbados. So, that's even, like, when they go to Barbados and they want hip-hop artists, I think in Silver's Return. I think in Tess. I think in Shay Blaston. I think in uh, whoever else. You know what I mean? On that on that platform. Um, but at the same time, you need to, to try to get yourself in a different pocket. There, there are tons of YouTube reactors out there you could reach out to that do reactions on music and videos that have their own small little niche followings and, and just build slowly. Yeah, I, so, listen. I don't know how I did it, but last year... When I first started the podcast, I made it to six countries. Don't ask me how. Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know, but it happened. That's what I'm saying. Um, you just got to keep growing, bro. I would say there is no there is no um, clear cut way, but like all those steps I just might mention to you, like I, I, evidently the steps are working because you can look at my page and see the people like. I ain't got no millions of people yet, but you got to build from somewhere. I think every artist feels that like they can just drop a song and one day wake up and they got a million views to that shit on. That shit don't happen, bro. Like, it really doesn't. Work. It really doesn't. You work for this shit. You know what I mean? Unless you on TikTok and you manage this. And, and again, like that's like playing the lottery. Nah, I don't, I don't mess around with the China Man app, man. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's a conversation for, for itself. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, I see some of the stuff and like, it's all right, okay, cool, I get it. I but mm, is it's never gonna be on my phone. Nope. Hey, no. Nope. TikTok, TikTok killing it in the big day. Yeah, that, that day sounds day. wonderful. I'm not doing it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They're making money off of you. That sounds content. wonderful. I ain't doing it. <laughs> nah, not, not me and that at all. Furthermore, I don't even like social media like that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, they're selling you data too. So, yeah, it's I mean, true. everybody, everybody's selling data. That's that's 
That's a that's a tinfoil hat conversation. It's the, new, it's the new cool killing, bro. That's a tinfoil hat conversation. We're not getting into that one right now. All right, so I got a couple more questions, and then, <laughs> then I'm gonna let you jet. Right, like, not on my, pra- not on my platform. We are not getting looked at by the fans or the CIA. Let's move on. The I mean, I don't give a shit to be honest. I have nothing to hide. But I don't know. <laughs> listen, if if you know how people get super paranoid about covering up the webcam and all that kind of stuff, listen, if you look at through my webcam and I in some cheeks, take notes. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I I no. I have nothing to hide. I'm a regular ass dude. I ain't, I ain't doing nothing. It's true. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, but at the same time, ah, China. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What's the next question? So when things get quiet, when things mm-hmm. slow down, outside gets dark, and the, uh, the self-doubt and the negative thoughts start to creep in, Oh boy. How 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 do you deal with them? How do you fight them off? How do you push through? What do you tell yourself to to not stray from the path of what you're trying to do and end up on the lane where it's like, you know what? Fuck this. And I'm gonna give you an example so it's, it's a lot easier. Years ago, mm-hmm. I hold on. Years ago I wanted to do YouTube gaming. I wanted to game on YouTube. Bought mm-hmm. myself a mic, bought myself a, a um, capture card, figured it all out. YouTube uh, video editor, figured it all out. Hence is why I can kind of do the stuff that I can do now for myself because I, I've done a lot of things over the years, but never stuck mm-hmm. to anything because when it got quiet, when it got dark and things weren't as, as rosy and starry-eyed as i thought they would be i get fed up and quit Mm -hmm. so how do you avoid that how do you fight that how do you combat that what are the things that you tell yourself what are the mindsets do you have in place that says Mm -hmm. hey nah um i think first off on a a personal level i have a, a really good uh foundation like a really good inner circle around me um i don't i have a lot of friends but i would say oh sorry i have a lot of associates but my real friends are the people that i kind of talk to on a day-to-day basis and they know that um even before like music i've always had like a drive to be successful there is just like this can make me sound crazy but there is like a a, a, a drum in my head, bro, that just keeps drumming away at me, and it's like, yo, like we have to make it. You know what I mean? Hey, yo, listen, um, that's not crazy. Yet. Well, uh, first of all, I'm batshit crazy, and that's okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a bag of cats, right? <laughs> but I, I do understand what you're saying because I, I also feel, no matter how many times I like, kind of fall down and falter and and give up on things. There's always like a, uh, I don't want to make a slave term, but there's always like a whip cracking at my back. Like, like, come on. Like, the, ter- the, term was, the terminology I was going to use is like, I don't know if you're familiar with these series Viking, but I, in my head, I've seen it. There's like a, there's like a constant, like big 
on your drums just like I didn't make it past season two. He got way too soft in season two. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did. He, but I like you know, he's a legend. But um, <laughs> yeah, like there's there's like a every time I tell people this, there's like I mean like they're crazy. So I don't I don't usually say it, but there's like a drum in my head, bro. Like yo, we gonna make it, and it's like a very strong motivational drum. But I would say like going back to the question, I would say I have I have good, I have two two best friends that keep me solid. I have Darwin, uh, aka Ghost, which is like the co-owner of Red Owl Records. Lamar, another investor in Red Owl Records, got my my, uh, my boy Chris. Like all of us are just friends from just going out and partying and affecting, and we just was like, yo, like let me build this industry, let me build this this company. And and some of them are in music, and some of them aren't. Like Darwin isn't in music like that, but he's a business person. You know, he's into throwing shows and. Um, I would say having a good foundation. I say the other thing is like you really gotta believe in yourself. Like I was doing this when I was getting one view. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when like no one cared. Like you have to be able to do this when no one cares about it. Even when you get something that's like very popular and, and then eventually that's gonna go away. You have to be able to do this. I don't know, but I just assume that what I'm doing, no one cares. <laughs> I just I just assume. And you see, that's a great mentality to have because if you talk to a lot of content creators, they will tell you the same thing. They just say, "I ain't really doing this to 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 be nowhere, bro. I just this is me." Um, I would also say that when it gets dark, you, like I suffered from depression a lot when I was a kid. I still do to to some extent, but um, I've I've created like healthy coping mechanisms to like circumvent that, which is like you know writing, talking to people. I think a lot of times. And this goes back to the whole thing we were talking about earlier about being a as as men, we don't really talk to each other or like even your even your close personal friends. You answer boy, you good? Yeah, that was cool. You know what I mean? And that's the end of the conversation. But I feel like sometimes you go got those people that be like, yo, bro, like going through something, like, yo, this is what's going on, this is what happened, and y'all kinda try to pick that down. Well, I'm you, the you therapist of every group, so <laughs> Oh boy, I am too. So that's funny. <laughs> that's crazy. But I do have friends I could convey though. I think that's important. You know what I mean? If you don't, and this one sounds crazy, turn on your recording and just talk, though. Talk to yourself, talk to God, record it, listen back to it, and be like, all right, yo, I was waiting. Ah, uh, I kind of put it out. I just, I record it and put it out. Because it is. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's a journey, right? It, yeah, it's, exactly. it's a journey. So. As I'm on this journey, I'm going to make revelations and then I can go down the path a little later on and be like, oh, well, uh, this really wasn't a revelation. <laughs> exactly. And then exactly. I'll put that out too. And then people are like, oh, well, you told me that this, it worked at the time, but now something else has to work. So. And I also have a life outside of music. I know that sounds pretentious, but I feel like I have does that sound, Why would that sound pretentious? That you do all, that, that you aren't only music. How, how is that pretentious? Because I feel like a lot of artists be like, yeah, if you're not doing music and you're not in it 100%, then you don't really love it. Yeah, but it, like, then you bro, see them throwing thousands of dollars at ass in a strip club. What are you talking about? Bro, like, aside from this, bro, like, I have a food business that I'm working on. My brother and my, and my mom. Um, both of them have their own food things. I'm involved in that, like, because uh, fa- my family is like a family of chefs, and that's what we've done. Our, like, my mom has never had a really traditional job. Like, my dad hasn't either. Like, we've always just done food. So yeah, that. go them. Uh, I mean, I'm into um, I'm into like you know a lot of guys don't say this, but I into like K dramas and anime, bro. Like, I'd be watching certain things. That's how I review myself. Sometimes I RP uh One Piece because I'm a big One Piece fan. I watch, I watch anime for sure. I watch anime. 
not not yeah. so much now because this current season has nothing that I want to see. But I I watch anime mm-hmm. as well. I don't watch like slice of life anime because I don't I don't need to relive teenage angst. I've been through teenage <laughs> angst, right? Been there, that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need that. I want to see shit blowing up. I want to see people getting punched halfway across the world. Exactly. Uh, I don't want to see you playing music and eating food. I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? I, I, I dare for Demon Slayer. I, I dare for um ReZero. Like they're like, they're different. I can't things, watch you know, ReZero, like, man. I can't watch. I, I, you know what? Uh, we're gonna have to nerd out about anime like differently. Another, yeah, another <laughs> but what I'm saying, like, you you gotta have to, you have to have things in your life that are not just the music because sometimes if this becomes the only thing that you do, you're gonna yeah you're gonna get big in it. Like all of us, like if you have a consistent model and you get big in the music, fine. And what do you do? Like, just like you said, you end up getting a hundred thousand dollars. You never had a hundred thousand dollars before. So you can go in strip clubs. You can play expensive gifts for girls that you like. And hey, wait, hold on, hold on. You're supposed to spoil your lady, man. Come on, come on, come on. You're supposed to spoil your lady. Well, like I said in Gusto on on my album, y'all be y'all be studying bras. I trying to get stuff exchange. You be cuffing these girls like they Cuban links. Like I ain't trying to to to, to cuff nobody that. And, and you know what I mean, like not adding anything. To okay, wait, hold on, hold on. So let's let's get into this real quick, because uh, you know I, I like to hear interesting things. So what you're saying is that I don't want a scrub. A scrub is a girl can't get no love from me. I know. Come on, you can't. Be, you can't be quoting. You can't be. Co- nah, 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 nah. Come on, come on, come on. Your side of her best friend, X Miles Ray, trying to talk. <laughs> like, I serious, bro. Like, why? Why do? Why do? Why are guys so like? enamored by people that Vagina. have nothing they're like yeah yeah fair, fair enough <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's the answer <laughs> <laughs> you win <laughs> you win they can just be like oh my consumers are so misogynistic talk it's like, but it's not misogyny right it's not misogyny you know what you know, I really want to have like a different conversation because this is supposed to be understanding the, the industry so <laughs> but it's <laughs> let me just go off real quick it's not about misogyny right it's not about misogyny uh-huh. it is uh-huh. It is how things work. It's not necessarily the best way, but as we are seeing now, the alternative is very rocky. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and for the most part, it doesn't work. For the most part. Not saying that it can't in the future, but currently, like, men are slaves to vagina. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Even me, I had a period of time where I was slave to vagina. After a while, I was like, hey, yo, listen, what? What? <laughs> it was like, yo, my brother. Hey, I, I literally sat myself down and was like, hey, uh, you, you realize that she like, I, I'll give you a quick story. I, I used to uh, date strippers, right? Uh-huh. And there's one particular stripper. It, it, she should have turned me off in the experience, but I, I met some other cool ones that, that really did add some kind of value to my life. But this one particular uh-huh. one, she stressed me the fuck out. Like I can, she is one of three girls that I ever shed tears because of. I, 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 oh, she was the last girl though. She was the last one. Ukrainian bread has a different level. Was she the last one? No, there was one after. But she was one of the few girls that made me think I am never going to let a woman break me again. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't even care about vagina anymore. Obviously, I would like it. Uh, that's a lady that used to tell yourself to sleep at night. No, 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 no. I would like it, but you're not going to hold that over my head. Like, I've seen dudes pick up a girl and take her to a nigga's house. 
on the promise yeah. of vagina. On the promise. The promise, my guy. This is gonna let the simps be simps. That honestly, I see simps as natural selection in, in full effect. You simps exist, and these like terrible men exist to take away all the trash women away from me. Uh, so you trying to get me castle? You say trash? I agree. I understand. <laughs> the existence of simps and these like trash men are there to naturally select all the trash women away from me. Because at the end of the day, you still choose them. And the simps still chase after them. So as long as they keep shedding on the move pool, I just get good. I just great. You know what I mean? I just here. I just existing. Uh, All right, let's get back <laughs> on topic. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> hey. All right. Um, my last one, and you kind of answered it already. If you weren't doing music, what are a couple things that you would do? Wait, no, that's uh, yeah, not the last food. one. I have one more. I have one more. Yeah, definitely me food. Um, I'm I'm very invested in food business. Um, I I want to start eventually lo- lonely lane to make my my uh family businesses into like franchises eventually. But for now, just we, COVID, ah, we we know that level yet. We just yeah. slowly trying to survive. Just know? saying, uh, uh, off the top, uh, Sivers Food collab sponsorship, something going on. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Showbox, yeah, showbox. We can pass through without showbox. <laughs> I love me some food, man. Give <laughs> some coupons to give away to to to, to, to the fans. Well, yeah, hey, we can hey, talk. We can talk. We can talk. Spread it, spread any wealth here. Um, another thing, I, I always, I don't really say this a lot, so but I will say it here. It my end goal in music side of things is I want to start a music school here. Um, like a private entity school where like you can after you finish the so you can literally come to my school and learn build your team there and meet people that aren't want to be in the music so industry. teach yeah, yeah yeah but not me doing the teaching I'm gonna get people who are actually professionals at this shit you saying that like, you're not you a know, professional I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm a professional in studio engineering but that is also an element that is needed to succeed in music uh, I would say if it's marketing or like getting your idea off, yeah, yeah definitely teach your course. Uh, on that, like being an artist and branding, I think I could offer a lot. But like the other stuff that I'm not good at, which is like video editing, shooting videos, uh, studio engineering, mar- being a manager, understanding marketing and how to position your product, like that sort of stuff, I would definitely get a bunch of people, specialists, experts, friends, whoever, come in, pay them a salary every year. To teach the next generation, because if if we do that, then we have something we can control. We have a system. We have a vacuum. You know what I mean? Um, and that's power in itself. I would so yeah. I would say those are the two things that are my end goals: the food and and yeah, building that that music school. All right, and my very last question: What mm-hmm. is the impact that you would like to have? on the ears that your music reaches i would say this if you're having a bad day like often a lot of my days are and you just need like a place to escape whether it be listening to me be braggadocious or or listening to me like literally feeling our relationships like i'm paranoid like I want to be that escape to people that they can just come and listen to to my songs and find comfort. And I know that 
this is one of the like, period of time. There's so many artists that kind of gave me that experience, which is Kid Cudi, uh, Bon Iver, uh, a Blue and Exile, like definitely Jill the- for sure. For exactly, me, you know, that that kind of like provide that experience, and I was just like, yo, you know what? Like, I definitely want to be the artist in some way. And just to be an example, like I know, I I know it's totally all oh, this like deep intellectual level stuff just on at some extent. But I I want to be that example, like to show people that like, yo, you can be from Barbados and rap, be successful in the industry. Have and you don't need to talk about fuckery. Try ten thousand dollars in the strip club, but we can get to that level. Right now, we ain't at that. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not throwing ten thousand dollars in the strip club ever, like ever in life. I, <laughs> No. I've been manager here. This he be so pissed because he says be saying he said the exact same thing. I'm just like, bro, bro, bro. Like, I'm not. Because <laughs> you know what she gonna do? She gonna take that ten grand and she gonna invest it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, no, we ain't trained nothing. Um, um no, but, I got some tools yeah, for you, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, so I got some tools for you, but yeah, yeah I, I would say, um, yeah, bro. I just I want to be that inspiration. You know what I mean? I, I'm not really into chains and that so for. You ain't ever seen me buying no like, no multiple chains of diamonds and then like, oh, but yeah, I'm buying chains I can have, I, I can have some I can have some nice stuff that I can, you know accentuate my wealth. All right, so uh, essentially, what he's saying is that hey, you aren't alone. Let's take this path together, man. Yeah, sure. We build it. Yeah. All right. I think this was great. I honestly think this was great. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So I mean, got some points that people get to be like, ah, oh, they crazy. But I mean, but everybody has their own opinion, right? Everybody has their own ideas. Listen, I am wrong a lot of the times. And, and that's all right. Yeah, right? I'm not. I'm not a robot. I don't. I don't have. I mean, our, my brain is a supercomputer, just like everybody else's. It's just that I only have the same five, six, seven percent as you, right? So I can't. I can't know everything. Our points can't always be right. Somebody's always gonna dislike what you say, but. It the way that I see things a lot of the times is that even if somebody kind of says something wrong, there has to be a reason why they believe it to be right, and it has to be a lesson learnt from listening to the conversation. Sometimes, get me wrong. Sometimes, it's just fucking pointless. <laughs> what you're saying is garbage, but you wouldn't know that unless you listen. That's true. So. I approach things that there's a lesson to be learned everywhere. Even if that lesson is the, hey, this person here, retarded. Let's not go here again. That's a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. But you have to be open first. So I do believe that what we said here was was, was great. You know, I, I may sound, I may come off as a little prejudiced and, and, and uh, insensitive, retarded, because I don't quite understand the industry, but I have a better idea how it works now for me personally. Right? Yeah. I still think a lot of what they do is garbage, but it's not for me. And it's okay. It's not for me. I can understand why you would like it, but it's not for me. Personally, I'll, be, I'll, I'll listen to, to Sivers the Third first. <laughs> it, it's, you got some other artists on the album too that, that I like their, their sound. I would, yeah, I, would like, I would like to know where to find their music because I don't know where to find their music. And I don't know um, where to find our, them. How how do we find these people that, that aren't just on radios or in parties? How do we find them? Give me an idea. 
before uh, we head audio mat, audio audio mat, YouTube. Uh, nobody don't really use SoundCloud no more. Audio mat, YouTube, and uh, just checking their personal pages too. Yeah, but how um, how how would I like? There should be a place like that I can go to just like find select. all local ah, yeah. talent. Shut up. Uh, shout out to uh, <laughs> select the chart. Selected yeah, chart. Yeah, yeah, my guy, uh, Paul Husbands. He owns a Caribbean streaming service. And that's where you go to find all like Caribbean or yep. just just Barbados, is it? Local Caribbean, all in between, all on select chart. Selected right chart, on. guys. That's where you can find local artists, Caribbean artists that that may not that do something other than soca. You, I, I'm sure you can find soca there too, but. Yeah, so there's okay. more there's there's more <laughs> right yeah. so that's it sure. all right i think that's it uh plug where they can find you is there anything coming up that we should know about uh tell the people tell the people what's going on uh yeah so 30 in theory out now once again my name is severs the third you can find me on instagram at severs the third i'm on twitter i'm on audio my own facebook everything is severs the third as my handles because on he's YouTube. the third severs Correct <laughs> on YouTube, my on YouTube my handle is SVT three, which is SVT dash which is just an abbreviation of my name. But you could also still find me at Severs the Third. Uh, projects that I have coming out now. Uh, well, Thirty and Theories out now. I'm working on my Red Owl Sense EP Part Two, another project I got coming out. I also have a joint project with a very talented R and B artist known as Lee Phillips. We have a joint project coming out called Sucks to Be You with production from Platinum producer Chris Rose, also Barbadian born, production from Matt Nixie, so that's going to be fun and starting from, not this month coming up, but for April, May say June, every every month from June I'll be putting out a, a EP on streaming services for the rest of the year. Oh, so you working so, working, oh yeah, I try trying to make the most of the distribution deal. It makes sense just getting something and not playing on music. Mm-hmm, so I love it. I love it. I love it. So look up I'm gonna be grinding, man. Hopefully we can have this conversation a year from now. Um in Dubai. Chilling. I, I, I it's kinda hot in too. Dubai, man. I don't know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey man, champagne's cold. Champagne is a waste drink. But I get you. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> Yeah, you're crazy, bro. What's a champagne? So you drink rum? What do you drink? Uh, Whoa. This is where I take over at the end. For the last, <laughs> what do you drink, bro? If, wait, if, wait, I, if I do drink, because I don't drink often, if I do uh, drink, I am a vodka man. Wow, bro. See, true, bro. You don't love yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> listen, hey, listen, I've had a lot of drinks in my days, and, and vodka oh. is one of the few drinks that I can drink a shit ton of and not feel... Like complete and utter, I, I like that's a that's a that's a goddamn like I can feel like ass the next day for sure. But uh, but vodka is like the easier of the drinks. But when I drink vodka, I don't want to throw up the next day. Even I'm no matter to- how much I drink, I don't want to throw. Up. I'll feel like shit, but I don't want to throw up. Other drinks like I drink too much. I, I, look, we get a Christmas party. Uh, I'm a I'm a day job, and they're like, hey, go to the bar and drink. I I can throw back like. 10, 11, 12 vodka and orange juices. <laughs> That's crazy. And I can't handle vodka at all. <laughs> so, so just, 
this is such an interesting experience. <laughs> I'm very, very good at rum and, and scotch and mm. bourbon. But nah, I ain't fucking yeah. with rum. I had scotch once. It felt like a ninja was jumping down my throat with a with a katana. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yes, no, guys. No. That was Silver's third. I have Mike, and this was the Off the Top podcast. How are you going to try to end my show? What? What? <laughs> How are you going to try to end my show? Like, yeah. oh, wait, hold on before I mute you. What? <laughs> but yeah, he's right. Um, at Mike Off the Top, you know, Off the Top podcast on on YouTube. It is uh Off the Top Media. You know, I. It, the handles are where they are, as per usual. Uh, I don't have like a particular outro, but thank you very much for listening. I am your host, Michael Jordan. No, I don't play basketball. Joined by Sivers the Third, and I'm out. <laughs>